Friday, and everything is still terrible. As a matter of fact, things are about to get even darker. Space is dark to begin with, but we're about to get darker still. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And I'm Coco. Let's talk about Panic Station. So Panic Station is uh, very similar to a movie that I won't mention for risk of copyright. Do it. Oh, well, okay. It's this movie about this thing that comes from space and they're like on an Arctic base and there's a dog. Does it rhyme with... I mean, I said the title. You did? I didn't hear it. The hint was was... in the title. Yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing. (laughs) It's uh, it's a oh, it's, it's sort it's of a this thing. Yeah. Wow, the word thing is so anyway. It's right. innocuous. That's the point. Um, <laughs> and I think one of the reasons I love Panic Station so much is because I love that movie mm. so much. It's a classic. Uh, it's so good. Anyways, Panic Station. We presently are this little group of scientists on Earth. Uh, we have some buddies on like a space station, and every morning they like press this button and it goes Bing. Hello, we we're still here. Good night. Uh, good morning. Oh, whatever. Everything's uh, fine. And then one this morning, so nice. And then one morning they don't ping. Oh no! And then the next morning they don't ping. Oh, and then no. we're like, okay, well this is concerning. Let's pack up our androids and go into space and see what's wrong. Um, what's wrong is that all of your friends got infected by this alien parasite and are now dead. And on your way into the station to investigate what happened, one of your one of you gets infected with this alien parasite. And now you just want to infect everybody else and just take over. And you kind of look like 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 weird like larval larval like sluggy things. It's okay. a glorious glorious concept. Everybody's heard of games like Battlestar Galactica and Shadows Over Camelot where it's a cooperative game where one person's actually a traitor. Panic Station starts like that, but the traitor is contagious and can infect other people it's and make so them turn traitor good. as well. Mm. It's terrifying. Yeah, so as a an un, uninfected scientist, uh, you are wandering around trying to find the hive so you can burn it. Mm-hmm. Um, as the infected player, to begin with, you're wandering around trying to not make yourself discovered and trying to infect more people because you win the game by either having infected everybody or having murdered everyone. <laughs> cool. Or a little bit of both. So I can I can infect people without them necessarily having found out, right? I played it once, but like a long time so, ago. So it does this really interesting sort of mechanic for like the contagion thing. So mm-hmm. there's thematically in the game, there is a sort of sense of unease. Like everybody knows mm-hmm. that something's gone wrong. So the, the mechanic through which like contagion happens um, goes like this. Uh, you and I both enter a room. As a show of trust, we're going to swap some of our stuff. Basically, as so, a show of trust, we're gonna yeah, make like, out. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Like, like swap things because you have ha- you have a hand of cards, right? Um, and some of those, some of those cards are miscellaneous objects, uh, bullets, weapons. Some of those cards are gas cans, which is what you need to burn the hive at the end of the game. And some of those objects are color coded blood splatters. Uh, color coded in that I'm player purple. Mine has a little purple dot on it, right. so you know it's me. Yeah. When you swap objects. You can talk about it as much as you want, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that if I give you infected blood and you give me anything else besides a gas can, you are now infected and you're on my team. Sweet. Yeah, the idea is that this this creature is doesn't have a good time with fire, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, you I'm going in for the for the for with tongue, as it were, since you're talking about making out and entering, and sure. I smell the gasoline on your breath, and I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> Maybe not. Um, no thanks. Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's got it's great because you can talk about it as much as you want, but it's just hearsay, right? Right. But because you, you, you can you've... like if I give you blood and you give me a gas can, now you know that I'm infected, and I know that you know that I'm infected, and there's nothing I can do about it. And you can say it as much as you want, but if I say first. Coco tried to infect me. She tried to give me her blood. Like, she's trying to infect me. And you can be like, no, Emily tried to infect me. Like, she gave me her blood. I gave her a gas can. I didn't get infected. That sounds like something a traitor would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's that's it. Like, right. that's like you can't believe anything anybody says. There's another wonderful mechanic in Panic Station as well that does a great job of building the tension, mm-hmm. John Carpenter style. Occasionally, you'll get to a room where there's a computer terminal where you can run a scan. And what this will do is this will scan the place and it will tell you how many people are clean and how many people are infected. You might say it gives mm. you panic information. Pretty much. It's like, how panicked should you be right now? Yeah. Because when you when that scan comes back the first time, okay, there's only one person infected. Mm-hmm. Somebody does it again, three of the six of us are infected now. Huh. Which two, okay, who's been talking to who's been passing objects to who? Right, right. And that feeling when you're playing a six-player game of Panic Station... And you think you still have a chance, and the scan comes back. There are five people infected, and one who's not. Huh. So it so it is possible based on a scan. Because I, if I recall correctly, I had like a pretty good idea of who was infected and who wasn't based on mm-hmm. like interactions that I had witnessed mm-hmm. between yeah. scans. Mm-hmm. But you, do you ever really know for sure? Nope. Cool. Well, you know for sure if somebody passes you one of those infected blood cards yeah. that's their color. Yeah. That means right. they are trying to infect you. Right. Uh, if somebody passes you an infected blood card that's somebody else's color, that's them telling you, don't trust that person. They're infected. Oh, okay. Because you can't be infected by somebody else's blood, only by the person who's giving it to you. Interesting. So it's asymmetrical. Does it feel... Is there a side that it is easier to be than another? Oh, the in- yeah. the infected. Like like sure. every yeah. like every game where it's one against many, it's always easier to be the bad guys. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent of the time. Fair. And uh, of course, that makes it terrifying because odds are good that you're on the losing side at the yeah, start of the game. Terrifying, mm. and the, the mm. design too, the art. It's so like grubby. It's yeah, really it's like, grim. It's like, yeah, dark and grim and, grim and, and dark. Dirty. It's an abandoned Rusty space station. And yeah, it's grimy. very, it's very reminiscent of like the sort of like the color scheme of like Alien, the Alien yeah. movie. Yeah, you know, like just pipes and dirt and like green and like black and brown. It do, feels gross. Do I misremember this? Because I, I like in my heart, there's a part where you are exploring new bits of the space station, and you like yep. you like turn on lights mm. as you go, basically. Yep. yep. And there are bugs around. There's like like alien right. critters that are just going to attack on okay. site. So yeah. I have to walk around the spaceship, turn up, turning up spaces as I go, and finding mm-hmm. new rooms, which where may not mm-hmm. be full of enemies already. Looking for gas, and also not looking for gas, and also not get made out with by one of my buddies who may or may <laughs> not be already infected. Yeah. That. Yes. Okay. I am remembering how much of a crisis this was. This was a bad time. It's it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it also has a kind of tension that's that I can't actually recall seeing in any other tabletop game. It's the, the contagion thing yeah. that does it. Any any other game where there is sort of like an element of like joining the bad guys, mm-hmm. it's always a very like public sort of thing you know mm-hmm. like you die now you're on their side that kind of thing yeah like an alien legendary yeah. if you get if you die by chest burster you are now playing with the alien deck and yeah. actively trying to kill everybody mm-hmm. else and everybody knows it yeah right. but this is so like secretive mm-hmm. and tense and yeah. creepy I feel, I feel like the, the the tension is there in captain the captain is dead that we talked about on wednesday mm-hmm. but the the art style is really 
It's bright. bright. Yeah, it's it really bright, bright and it's fun. Crisp. Where I would say the art style in Panic Station is very dingy and mm. sad and, and scary. So I, the tension feels much darker, I would mm. say. If you want to something that's grimy and dingy and dark, Space Hulk is another sort of one from... So this isn't like Hulk Hulk, right? No, this is okay. uh, this is this is a Games Workshop thing, and here's where we actually should be worried about litigious companies being obnoxious with their lawyers. But uh, Games Workshop is famous for their most grimdark of all grimdark universes, Warhammer 40,000. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the tagline is, in the grim darkness of the distant future, there is only war. Love it. Yeah. I think, Coco, you missed the episode where we were talking about Yeah, Todd is a huge fan. But we were talking about how I'd I'd never seen Star Trek. And Mm. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, optimistic future, peacefully exploring the universe. It's just a little unrealistic. Not really. Warhammer 40K, like, everyone is is at war. There is no side to root for, or because everyone's terrible. Much more in line with the way that the world is going right now. So you take a grim, sort of awful panic station style uh, space station. That's mm-hmm. an, a, a space Hulk is is basically a conglomeration of a whole bunch of stations and ships and artifacts and so on that have all been sort of spooged together in a sort of a space Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Um, and they're inhabited by the most horrifying creatures imaginable. These things that are like they're called gene stealers. Uh, imagine the aliens from Alien only more human looking and, and and as a result kind of more disturbing because you can recognize them as being something that used to be like us. Do they okay. still have like the thing that pops out of the mouth? Uh, like yeah, really long bottom? tongue. Really long yeah. tongue. Yeah, nice. the claws and stuff. But does it have Hot. a smaller head at D- the does, end of it? doesn't have the smaller head on the end of it. So wait, wait, Okay, so I'm, I'm picturing a Space Hulk as like it's not so much like a man-made like a space archipelago of a bunch of different stations lashed together. It sounds like the bottom, like the bottom of the drain of space. Yeah, imagine uh, a whole lot of spaceships and stations and so on got sucked into somebody's nightmares, right? And turned into a single thing that is lit mostly with with red blinking lights and inhabited only by the most horrifying of all predators. But the problem is they're full of useful information and artifacts from the distant earlier ages before all this technology was forgotten, which right. means when the space marines find one of these things, they have to go in. Right. And they have to kill the... They have to kill the gene stealers gene and they have stealers. to survive. So you've got... It's, it's an asymmetrical game. One player is the gene stealers. The other player is these, uh, these Terminator space marine things. And... Um, yeah, it's it's. But what happened basically was that the folks at Games Workshop watched the movie Aliens mm-hmm. and said, "That's the coolest thing ever. We have to put that in 40k." And they totally did it. And they also threw the word Hulk in for good measure, like just like really sure. confuse <laughs> and everyone, and really just like you know push the limits of copyright infringement there. I suppose, but I mean, uh, Planet but, Hulk's a thing, right? Planet Hulk is is actually yeah. a really cool so, story from Hulk in the yeah, comics. So that's why I was like, oh, Space Hulk, Planet Hulk. It's but yeah, the 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 actual Space Hulk itself serves as a setting for it, and it it's it's something that's got this really grim grim, grim claustrophobic sort of feel to it. Mm. Um, so one, it's a two player. Yeah, it's two players only. Mm. Uh, it reminds the thing to compare it to, I guess, would be claustrophobia. Okay. Although I actually like claustrophobia better. It's not in space. It's in sewers, and it's demons from hell climbing up from hell instead Charming. of yeah. But we can't talk about stuff going wrong in space without talking about, in my opinion, sort of the ultimate expression of horrifying panic as things are just completely coming out of part of the seams. And that has got to be Space Alert by Vladik Vatil, the same horrifying genius who brought us uh, Galaxy Trucker. And code names. And code names. And code names. <laughs> Dude's prolific. It's, it, 
So, have you guys played Space Alert before? Are you aware of what this is about? Okay. It's 12 minutes of white-knuckle, real-time terror, followed by... Sounds like my Friday night. (laughs) Followed by 10 to 12 minutes of figuring out how stuff actually went wrong. So... (laughs) Sounds like my Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody. (laughs) It's it's the low-hanging fruit. It is so delicious. Tell us more about Space space Alert, John. So it's a co-op game. You have to play with four or five players. Uh, You uh, are the crew of a sitting duck class observer ship. And uh, all you have to do is warp into a spot, take a picture of the sector, and then warp back out. And that's it. It's the easiest money you can ever make. Great. Yeah. So you warp in. to be true, right? And, and then the captain is secretly the Hulk, and he's also dead. And <laughs> zombie Hulk, zombie Hulk. That's got to that's got to exist in the canon. Somewhere. Oh, well, this 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 ship is, is is a cooperative collective. You see, there is no captain. Everybody's they, the company trusts you. It's fine. Nothing's going to go wrong. Just sort of all you have to do is wake up, take a picture of the sector, and go back to sleep again. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine. It's fine. And if something does go wrong, the ship has powerful shields and cannons and even battle bots on board the ship. These, 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 these robots that you can sick on anybody who comes on board the ship. And it's got a powerful computer and it's got all these awesome, terrific systems. Everything's going to be fine. It's not, not going to be fine. No. So the first thing that happens is you set up the board and then you press play on this 12-minute MP3 file which is going to tell you when to draw cards and where these various different threats are going to appear. And uh, you're going to, you're, and, and you're also going to have to program what you're going to do. So you're going to, each player's got a hand of cards that they can use and you've got a sort of a control console in front of you and it's got numbers one through 13 mm-hmm. or whatever the rounds are. So you're going to put a card face down on space number one. That's the thing you're going to do on turn one. Mm-hmm. You pick a card, you put it face down for space number two. That's the thing you're going to do on space number two. And these cards do simple things like move one space up, one space down, one space left, one space right. Activate the system that's in the room where each room has one system in it, like the rooms in the front of the, front of the ship, or they're, they're system A, system B, system C. Right. So they're, they're just, each room has those. So yeah, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Of so, so, so once so these threats appear at certain places. Oh, this threat's going to appear at T minus at T minus seven. So you put a thing there at seven. Right. They're just there. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So then twelve minutes is up, and now we see how this actually goes. Everybody flips over card number one and does that action. Did any threats appear on turn number one? Oh, they're going to start doing these things now. Mm. Turn number two. Everybody flip over card number two. You all did this. Any more threats out there? They start doing this now. Mm. And you could sort of see how it was going to play out, but it's really hard in the amount of time that you're allotted to be able to coordinate these things because one person's going to have to stoke the fuel reactor. Somebody else is going to have to transfer the fuel over to the cannons here. Somebody else is going to have to press the button that fires the cannon. And often the threats that are out there need to be hit with a certain amount of damage all at once or nothing happens, which means there also probably should be somebody on the other cannon over here pressing the button for that cannon on the same turn as the person pressing the button for the big cannon, which better have enough fuel to fire. And oh, by the way, the computer has a screensaver, which you can't turn off, and somebody has to poke the computer one time each in round one, round two, or round three of the game, or else it shuts down and everybody misses a turn. Oh, also, there's only room for one person in each of the turbo lifts, which means if two people both decide they want to go up and down in the same section of the ship at the same time, they both get to miss a turn because neither one of them gets to use the elevator because it got confused. Oh, and by the way, the battle bots might decide to just turn around and start killing you instead. Oh, and by the way... oh. This all happens in 12 minutes. Wow. This all happens in 12 minutes. That's not enough minutes. (laughs) 
That's beautiful. But okay. What here's an my, orchestra of misery. Here's my favorite space alert story. Um, the particular threat that uh, there, there were a bunch of threats. We were mostly doing okay at handling other things, but we were failing miserably at dealing with the giant space octopus that really wanted to hug the ship. Uh, the yes. space octopus does damage to your ship equal to the amount of damage that it has taken when it gets to you because it gets mad. Oh, right. So we kept firing at it. We kept missing. We kept firing at it. Nope, there's no power to the cannons. We're totally going to get owned by this thing. And on the final round, just before we jumped, we had managed to completely miss the thing every single time, which meant that it just drifted by and we waved at it through the window (laughs) and we successfully warped out and survived through the sheer overpowering force of our own incompetence. I think life is beautiful sometimes, you know? I think this is a message about pacifism. Uh, I think it's a message about accepting... Poor marksmanship? (laughs) Poor marksmanship? How it may not be as bad of a thing as we think? Things not being as bad as you think is, 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 is how we choose to interpret it. Yeah, we suck. We're terrible. But we still had fun. And against all odds, we still actually managed to win, which is even more bizarre. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> that's that's priceless. And what on that end. note. Yeah, what a positive note to end our week of talking about how miserable we are in the vacuum of space. Look. So sometimes you're stuck in a hard vacuum and you can't shoot a space octopus and it drifts by you. And waves goodbye. And when life only- gives you vacuum, make vacuum aid. Um. <laughs> no, what I'm actually trying to say <laughs> I don't is even that know where to go. games where horrible things happen can be a lot of fun. Don't be scared, you know? Games about the vastness of space where you feel overwhelmed by how much is out there can be amazing. Yeah, embrace catastrophic failure. Yes. And there's that thing where, like, overcoming a stressful situation with your friends makes you feel like you share a tighter bond with them. You do. Uh, So if you want to make better friends, just almost get hugged by a giant space octopus together. (laughs) I think that'll do it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Coco, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Aw, shucks. So, you can get in touch with us at podcast at snakeslattes.com to say hi or if you have topics that you'd like us to cover. The Snakescast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the Snakescast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else's. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Thank you.